Great day all day, I've got to tell you. Like, it's just, it just started with the most magnificent sunrise and prayer out over our city. Uh, we came here, I, I honestly, that, we, we've just had services today that just the, the heaviness of the presence of God has just been so tangible. We had about another 10 people make salvation decisions this morning. Praise God, hey? So, so good. So good. Do you know in the month of March, we have about 50, more than 50 people that we are now following up who made decisions just in the month of March. How good? Oh, that's, I, I, I get a little more excited about that. I know it, I'm a pastor, but all it's so, so, so good. There's so many good things happening. And, um, you know, occasionally you get to preach messages that as a pastor, when you're preparing a message, you're sometimes kind of sweating over stuff. Ryan does more than I do, but you know, you sweat over it. It's true, isn't it, Pastor Ryan? And you're sitting there and you go, you know, I don't know what to say. I, it's a no-brainer tonight. I know exactly what I was going to say. I knew what I was going to say before I was going to say it. Um, and I, I, it's one of those messages that I can just be so confident I'm just going to teach from the Word of God. In fact, I'm going to do a whole lot more, a little bit more teaching than preaching tonight. Okay, that's the difference. You know, sometimes they're full of illustrations and all that. I'm not, not going that direction tonight. I'm just going to be doing some teaching. And uh, out of this teaching, actually, I want us to do a lot more experiencing God's power and love at work in our lives tonight rather than me even teaching about it. So are you ready for it? Okay, good. Um, you know, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4, he said, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power. And when I first heard this particular, not this exact message, but what the topic that I'm going to be preaching on preached, when I first heard it, I experienced firsthand the power of God at work in my own life when I heard it. I was sitting at a Randy Clark conference down in Melbourne, and uh, it was extraordinary how I actually even got there. They'd sold out. Anyway, God did wondrous things to be able to allow me to get there with several other colleagues, and we were down there, and he's teaching on healing. And uh, he says in this message about healing um, that right at the beginning he talks about and he says, now, now I want you to be aware of your bodies as I preach this message. He said, because when God does something in you, often you'll feel it. You might just feel just, a, just the spirit at work in you. You might feel, you know, just like goosebumps. You might feel your heart racing. You might feel a little sweaty. You might feel like an electric, you know, pulse running through your bodies. You might feel all sorts of different things. You need to be aware. So um, I want you to be aware because that day when I was sitting listening to him teach a message similar to what I'm going to teach you, I had a splitting migraine. Um, I, it was a three-day conference. It was day two of the conference. I had this migraine. Uh, occasionally, I get them, and uh, just it starts in my neck, works its way over. I just need to go into a dark place and, you know, take some drugs and disappear for a little while. And uh, and there I was sitting in this conference, thinking, Do I go somewhere? Do I go lie down? I'm, I think I'm going to vomit. I'm not sure. And anyway, I, I just start listening to him teach this message or something similar to it. And as he did, I just felt Holy Spirit just kind of all, all over me. I just go, and, you know, when. I get feelings of the Holy Spirit. I get goosebumps all over me. I get these shivers that run down me. Sometimes I get like an electric shock at that point in time. And he said this, when you're aware that the Holy Spirit is going to be doing something in your life, what I want you to do is to stand up. And he said, when you stand up, I'm just going to bless you. And I'm just going to say, God bless you in Jesus' name. And at that moment in time, I, I trusted what he was saying as he was teaching out of the Word of God on healing. And I stood in my seat. And as he went, I bless you in Jesus' name, I sat back down, kind of half involuntary, sat back down into my seat. And my migraine went like that. 
We saw people just healed all the way through it. It wasn't just in the laying on of hands. As the word of God and the truth of the word of God went out into people's lives and they received it, God was doing something special and amazing and wonderful. Um, now, Randy had given, been given that message by God and been told to just preach that message. He preached it all over the place. I'm not Randy Clark. I've had him pray for me a number of times. But I, I want to step out in faith tonight that as we do the same thing, as we preach on this word of God, would you be aware of what God's doing in your body? Would you be aware of that? I'd even be so bold. Now, I could not say that I've actually heard God say that you need to do this, but we're just going to step out in faith a little more. And so if you feel God on you and you need to do I'm just going to ask you to stand. I'm going to bless you as we preach. I'm just going to keep on preaching, but I'll bless you. You can sit back down once you've been blessed, and we're just going to hear the testimony of what happens, okay? We're good with that? All right, this is Resurrection Sunday, right? God can do absolutely amazing, awesome, and wonderful things, and I know he will. I'm going to pray for us, and then I'm just going to get started into this message. Are you ready? Let's pray together. Would you do that? Let's do it. God, our Father, we just ask right now for a holy expectation to come all over us. To any of us in in earshot, whether they might be in the foyer or whether they might be here right now in this auditorium, we ask you to give us an awareness of what you're doing in our midst, Father. We ask your angels to come and superintend over us to give us an open heaven. We ask that you would release, God, the gifts of your Holy Spirit upon us as we learn. I pray that those who would need healing amongst us would sovereignly receive it as we read your word about healing. Increase our faith, not only to believe your word, but to act upon it as we are asking. Now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, uh, you're going to be thinking, didn't you preach on healing about eight weeks ago? Yes, I did. Who was here for that message? Fantastic. Who's gone and prayed for someone since for healing? Keep your hand up and give it a little wave. Give it a little wave. Okay, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm preaching the message again. Okay? Uh, that's awesome. Those people have gone and done that. Because we are seeing God at work in really powerful ways. There's some awesome things happening around, um, that, you know, not just in the church, but outside of the church as people go pray for people. This one, you know, testimony forms, we have them available. You can grab them. You can fill out. You can email us in. We're always wanting to give God glory. Okay? This is not about us. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. And we need to get over ourselves and give God the glory. Okay. So um, this one's from Ola. She says that on about the 15th of March, um, she was um, working at one of the hospitals in Brisbane. Um, She's obviously uh, uh, some sort of doctor, nurse, I don't know. And uh, nursing, there it is, occupation. I should have read that first. Okay. And and she was ministering to a patient who was um, uh, in psychosis. Okay. And came in and very, very disturbed, unable to just be pacified and just in a really, really upset and, and quite a manic weight. And she just had the compassion of God and she just starts praying under her breath, you know, for this patient while the, all the nursing staff are taking care of this woman, starts praying. This woman finally gets to, to sleep, um, which apparently is a really unusual thing because um, uh, she just has such bad anxiety and when she's in one of these psychotic episodes, it just, uh, you know, takes effect. Anyway, she fell asleep at around about 11 p.m. at night and uh, then about 2 a.m., this lady woke up and went into another episode. She prayed again and the lady went back to sleep, woke up at about 6 a.m. One of the other nurses came in and he said, wow, this is way better than it's ever been before. Apparently, this lady was known to the nursing staff. She comes in and The husband arrives in the morning time, knowing that she'd gone to sleep for that period of time and had peace over her life that was being prayed over her and said, I can't believe how much better she is. She's never been as good as this. How good is that? 
And one of the testimony that comes out of this is this. She said, I, I asked God what he was doing, thinking that in the middle of the night when she woke up, it's got worse. But in actual fact, she was better. Her husband came shortly after, told her the events in the morning, and he said, wow, so that's way better than normal. And this is a testimony, she said, of not only God's love and healing power, but also encouragement that sometimes we might not see God at work in wonders straight away, but he has his time and he's always working. How good is that? How good is that? That's great. Listen to this one. This one's from Philip. Yeah, you can give God glory anytime you feel like it. I'm, I'm quite happy for that. Uh, since 2008, Phil said he's 61. He suffered from uh, a bad uh, trachycardia, heart arrhythmia. And in 2009, it was so bad that he had a heart uh, abluction surgery. I think it is. Can't read that writing part there. Uh, This is where they put a wire up through your groin into your heart. Anyway, it didn't work for him. It steadily got worse over the years. The prayer team on Encounter, this is about a month ago, uh, weekend prayed for his heart. And since then, he has not had an episode. He used to get two or three a day. How good is that? How good's God? He's restoring hearts. So good. This one. I asked one of the regulars, um, who is this lady, uh, Astrid, has a coffee shop. You've heard some of Astrid's testimonies before. And she, uh, one of her regulars, uh, how her day was. And she said, my eyes are feeling really itchy and prickly. They hurt. I asked if I could pray for her. And she nodded. And I said a quick prayer of healing. She opened her eyes. She blinked. And I asked if it felt different. And she said, it hurt less. So we prayed again. And she had a full healing. She felt so loved, I couldn't believe it. I had to check twice that it was totally healed, and it was. God is so good. How about that? Isn't that awesome? So good. You see, God is always at work. He's always doing something wonderful. This is the the beauty of what we celebrate on Resurrection Sunday. This, this good news for us because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus, the forgiveness of our sins, the healing of our bodies, uh, the, the, the life forever that we have with him. The Bible puts it this way out of Romans chapter 6. It says that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also work in a newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. If you believe in Jesus Christ... If you have called upon his name for the forgiveness of your sins, believing that he died and suffered on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins, for the healing of your body, he then went into the grave three days later, rose again, a victory over death. You will not only die to your own sins in his death that he died on the cross on your behalf, but the life that he gained on Resurrection Sunday is the life that you will gain in him for a life forever with him. At life forever is a life that Jesus describes as a life that is abundant that starts now. That's the promise of the abundant life that Jesus actually talks about. You don't have to wait until you meet Jesus face to face in heaven uh, to, to celebrate the goodness of Resurrection Sunday. Every day when we, we, we manage to wake up and we get ourselves out of bed, we can be thankful, we can be grateful, we can celebrate that we have new life in Jesus. This is the good news of what we celebrate at Easter, such a wonderful thing. We commemorate his death on the cross as we did on Friday with a a degree of soberness and understanding the the weightiness of the punishment and the the, the weight of that sin that came upon him, him who never deserved to have that sin weighed upon him. It was our infirmities that put him on that cross. 
He was pierced for our transgressions. He hung there and on that Friday we remember the fact that that was all for us. That he went through, and you've heard it said, Pastor Nick was talking about it from the front just a moment ago, that the Bible tells us that he endured the cross, the pain, the suffering of it because he knew that you could be his, that you would be his. This is why he went through this. But the resurrection calls for celebration. The resurrection calls for praise. It calls for like a song of jubilation for our hearts to just want to throw our arms open wide and, and just enjoy and embrace the life that we have in Jesus. The resurrection proved that the father was satisfied with the, 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 the penalty of sin that was paid by Jesus on our behalf. This is the celebration that we're in. Now we can know that our transgressions are forgiven. No more shame. Romans 8, verse 1. Now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's good news, right? That's good news. Death has no power over us, so we celebrate, we, we worship, we rejoice. And if we believe in Christ, believe in the power of his resurrection, uh, because the same power that raised Christ from the dead is alive and well and we're at work right here, right now. I want to be remind you, if you feel God come on you in any sort of way or during the message, you just stand until I see you, and then I'm just going to bless you, and you can sit back down again. Don't sit down until I see you. In John chapter 11, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. He says, do you believe it? Do you believe this? This is the eternal hope that we had. This is the steadfast assurance of our heart in what Jesus has done for us that we celebrate in in, in the eternal presence of God with us now and forever. And as Christians at Easter, as we celebrate this great rejoicing because our lives have been forever changed, a new day dawned, that moment that we gave him control of our lives and we allowed him to come in and forgive us of our sin. And this is what the scriptures talk about. Now, this morning I preached a message that talked about the fact that, and if you're reading the social media news and those sorts of things over uh, the weekend, etc., there's articles about that, you know, this myth, this hoax, I bless you in Jesus' name. Um, that you can just, uh, you know, there's a this whole idea that it's a hoax, it's a myth, you know, that, that Jesus rose from the dead. This morning I preached on the fact, I bless you in Jesus' name, that you can have this idea that, you know, you can have an assurance actually as you read the scripture that Jesus actually did rise from the dead. I preached that he actually did rise from the dead. You can, you can check that out. You can investigate it. I bless you in Jesus' name. You, you can actually, it's a, it's a hope that changed everything and it can change your everything. You can grab that message online early this week. I think we're having tomorrow off, but you can grab it by Tuesday, okay? As Christians, this is what we celebrate as we look into the truth and the promises of God's word. But if we trust the Bible, we've got to act on the promises of the Bible as well. Now, in John chapter 14, Jesus is encouraging his disciples about how things are going to be when he's no longer with them. This is just hours before his arrest. And it says this in John chapter 14, verses verses 1 through to 4. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. 
My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. So that's the good news we talked about at the top of this message. Life eternal with God is ours through Jesus. Next then, Jesus reassures them that as he's going, to, that they, they're not going to be alone, yet they will have things to do in the name of Jesus. It goes on in verses 12 through to 17 of John chapter 14. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask anything for me in my name, and it will, I will do it for you. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. This is mind-blowing stuff. Whoever believes in me will be doing the works that I've been doing. Wow. That's crazy, right? I mean, just... You read the Gospels, you can see what Jesus did. And yet he puts this right out to us. He says, you too will be doing what I've been doing because that's a sign that the kingdom's come. That's a sign that I'm at work. That's a sign of the spirit at work. And I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to give you an advocate, a helper, one who stands with you. And this Holy Spirit, this spirit of truth is the one that's going to actually act so powerfully through you that you're going to see the things that I have been doing in and through you. Because when you operate in my will under that spirit of truth, then you know what? I will... I will ask the Father, we'll bless that, and stuff is going to happen. So good. I bless you in Jesus' name. Now, the sort of works that Jesus did are are available to every believer. Everything except dying for the sins of the world. You don't need to do that one, okay? That's been done. Only one man could ever do it, and he did it. You don't need to go there. Thank goodness, right? Everything else is up for grabs. And the majority of the works of Jesus, as you read through Scripture and you read through the Gospels, time and time again, is everywhere he went that the sick were healed, the lame could walk, the deaf could hear, the blind could see, the dead were raised. Anyone dead here? Luke chapter 4. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to release the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Every Christian has been commissioned to be able to go and in the name of Jesus heal. Jesus very clearly stated that we as believers are commissioned to go and to heal the sick. He taught and commanded his disciples to do so. Matthew chapter 10, verse 8. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received. Now, freely give. Bless you in Jesus' name. Calling the twelve to him, he sent them out. Two by two, he gave them authority over all evil spirits. They went out and they preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and they healed them. Matthew chapter 28, 19 and 20. 
Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. I bless you in Jesus' name. And likewise, I am with you always, even to the very ends of the age. Bless you in Jesus' name. You know, here it is. You think you can get out of this, right? Because like, we look at those apostles and we think they're scholars, they're amazing, they're wonderful. They were not. They were very ordinary people that Jesus took a hold of. But when the spirit of truth, the advocate, comes upon you, you'll be doing even greater things than me. Jesus says, same things. Here he sends them out. He gives them that authority. He gives them the authority of that spirit of truth. He is with them in spirit as they go. And what do they do? They heal the sick. And then when he's about to ascend into heaven, go and baptize the nations. Go go and tell them about me. And as you go, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then teach them everything I've commanded you. What did he command them to do? Go back to Mark 10. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the leper. Drive out the demons. (laughs) This is our role. This is what we're supposed to do. Now, you might be saying, well, why are we doing this again? We did this eight weeks ago. You know what? I so believe that there is a culture to be built in our church that should be built in every single church because these are the words that Jesus taught his disciples to live by and then told us that we're to be doing exactly the same thing. So I think it's fair game that actually every church is going out and administering healing out into the nations. I bless you in Jesus' name. That's what we want to see happen. We want to see God at work in this way. And it's because of what we're celebrating today, the atonement, the, 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 this, this work of Easter that Jesus did by dying on the cross for our sins and rising again from the dead, the spilling of his blood. This is called the atonement. Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, 1 Peter 2, 24, clearly relate the healing of the blood of the atonement of Jesus as prophesied back in Isaiah chapter 53. It says these words, surely he took upon our infirmities. That means our sicknesses, our disease, you know, those things, illness. He carries our sorrows, our pains. It is in the Hebrew. Yet we consider him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Now Jesus lived out those prophetic words. Matthew chapter 8, verses 16 and 17. When the evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to Jesus, and he drove out the spirits with a word, and he healed all the sick. This was to fulfill the words that were spoken through the prophet of Isaiah. He took upon our infirmities. He carried our diseases. That's what he's there for. I bless you in Jesus' name. Now in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, I bless you in Jesus' name. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. Woohoo! Yeah. This is what we celebrate at Easter, right? Straight up, I bless you in Jesus' name. I bless you in Jesus' name. I bless you in Jesus' name. Right at the end of that, in that same verse, it not only says that he bore our sins by his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live by righteousness, by his wounds you have been healed. Wow, bless you in Jesus' name. 
Acts chapter 4 verse 10. Then know this, you and all people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. It's Jesus who brings the healing. That's good news, isn't it? Because unless you've got a Messiah complex, none of us are him. It's by his name. It's by what he did. I bless you in Jesus' name. It's not that we have to do it. It's all about him. You can see how confident I am about this message. That's because it's not about me. It doesn't even rely on how good I am or not good I am. I bless you in Jesus' name. I'm just teaching what the word says. I have confidence that this is what Jesus wants us to hear, to know, to receive into our hearts, just as you are right now. Praise God. The Bible clearly relates the kingdom to healing. Luke chapter 10, verse 9, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God is near to you. The kingdom broke in in Jesus. I bless you in Jesus' name. It broke in through him and it's continuing to break in. It's continuing to expand. The kingdom of God is here and it is now and it is at work. Now I'm trying to make this as clear as possible for you so that you might see that part of the everyday celebration of the resurrection should be for us to walk in resurrection power. And a part of that is to have faith that God wants to deliver on what he's paid for. Amen? God wants to deliver on what he's paid for. He didn't go through all of that He didn't sit in the ground for three days, fight a battle in the heavenlies, I bless you in Jesus' name, and then rise again from the dead, only for us to sit on our backsides, assured of our salvation for eternity, and go, whoa, it's all over, but I got my insurance policy. This is so that we can walk in the understanding of this resurrection power every day of our lives, in the joy of it, to experience it, to know it, and to see him at work in and through our lives in just the same way. This is so good. Our motive always when talking about healing must be to honor the name of Jesus. I've said it before and I've stolen it. This is not my comment. I actually stole it from Randy. He doesn't mind. He says, we must be Teflon Christians. We've got to be humble. We don't allow ourselves to receive the glory. All glory goes to him. That's what it's about. So let's live in a way that honors all that Jesus paid for at the cross. Let's walk in resurrection power, asking him to do what only he can do. But in bold, radical faith step into a place where we came, come, sorry, believing that all Jesus did was not in vain, but it's actually for today. It's actually for today. So tonight... Uh, we've actually asked for some of our, our, our pastors and some prayer, prayer team people in our midst to be praying for what we call a word of knowledge. Um, now, simply a word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation for information revealed by the Holy Spirit. That's what it is. That spirit of truth, that advocate who is with us, who will not leave us, that Jesus promised in John 14, reveals things. I'll give you a prime example happened this morning. So a man was here at church for the first time. He heard me preach, I bless you in Jesus' name. And I was preaching and I gave an invitation for people to respond to a call to give their lives to Jesus. And he came forward 
and he was interested in doing that because I gave two responses. I gave one response to give your life to Christ and another response that if you're still not believing me as I preach this, that the resurrection actually happened, I was giving out free copies of uh, Lee Strobel's uh, The Case for Easter so that you might understand in the investigative journalistic style the, some of the evidence of the resurrection. He came forward to get one of those and lo and behold, the people who started to minister to him had a word of knowledge and said, God's just telling us something about your leg that needs to be healed. And he said, I haven't told you about my leg. And they said, no, Jesus just told us about your leg. Can we pray for you? He received healing to his leg, then received Jesus into his life. Now there's a demonstration of resurrection power, right? Right there and then. Now I want you to understand and notice how that worked. I bless you in Jesus' name. You see, what happened, he's up for a double blessing, that's awesome. You know, um, and in a moment I'm going to, I bless you in Jesus' name. I want to know in a moment that if you stood um, uh, and you had a, a physical ailment that needed healing, I bless you in Jesus' name, whether or not you're going to be able to work that out as to whether you're healed. Anyway, I'll get back on track. Um, so we're, we're talking about these words of knowledge, this way in which people can come to an understanding that God knows them personally, is calling out their name, wanting to reach out into their lives and do something where they would experience his love at work in their hearts and lives, right? This is what a word of knowledge is revealed by the Holy Spirit. So um, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, it says, now we... Oh, thanks. I thought you were about to take the lectern away. And I'm like, no, I'm not ready. Oh, that, that's great. Thanks. Now, Eric's been uh, collating these for me. There's quite a long list, isn't there? That's awesome. Okay. Um, so I'm going to read those out in a moment. Um, so these words of knowledge, uh, it says this in First Corinthians. It says, uh, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but that the Holy Spirit teaches. This is where we get this understanding of words of knowledge. So these people have been in prayer, asking God, and he can reveal that in different ways. Sometimes they'll feel, sometimes they'll see it, sometimes they'll, they'll read it, they'll think it, they'll see it, they'll dream it. Okay, there's all sorts of different ways. So what do I mean by that? I mean that these people, as they've been praying and just seeking God on something, sometimes might feel. So uh, one of these words of knowledge is one that, uh, uh, two of these, uh, uh, two that I have, one on the way in here in the car. And all of a sudden, I just started to get real itchy skin. And I'm like, oh, that's really itchy. And God said, feel it? I'm like, yeah. And he just went, and a word dropped in my head, eczema. Like, great. No more itch. Just went away. That's it. That's good. Okay, thank you, Jesus. And then I'm sitting down here before, and I'm checking my body, because, uh, you know, I'm praying, I'm checking my body. And I get this shooting pain that runs straight down here, down the back. It's you. Pay attention. God's calling your name. Okay, and it come down here, and then it went right into my shoulder, right over here. Okay, anybody? Okay, is that anybody? That's you? Why don't you stand up? I bless you in Jesus' name. I bless you in Jesus' name. And, 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 that pain, and as soon as I went, oh, is that a word of knowledge? Good. Pain went away. I'm like, okay, thank you, Jesus. That's a word of knowledge, right? This is awesome. And so this is how these people, as they come, they might get a mental picture. They might sense it. They might feel it. They might see it. Um, they might, I bless you in Jesus' name. 
They might dream about it. Some of these people have been praying over the weekend. They might, you know, uh, just experience it. But the Holy Spirit gives a word of knowledge for a specific need. Now, the Holy Spirit often gives a relevant... uh, Help me out here. Uh, Revelation, yeah, revelatory uh, kind of word. You know, okay, you understand what I mean. He's revealing something to us as a word of knowledge concerning the need of a person for their healing, okay? Now, this is an indication that God wants to heal you. This is like him calling your name out and saying, I want to do something wonderful in your heart tonight. I want to do something wonderful in your body tonight. Such a good thing, right? And so I'm going to read out this list of these words of knowledge. Before I do that, and as I do that, if that equates to you, I want you to stand up, okay? You've got to be brave, okay? It's, it's, a, it's a faith aspect to this. And then the Prayer Ministry team are going to be down the front. And then as we continue to worship, you can just come to one of them. You can tell them, oh, I, one of those words of knowledge, this is what it's for, and we'll pray for you, okay? So this is God's calling your name as, as I read some of these things out, if this relates to you. Before we do that, as I've been preaching... And I've been talking about just teaching out of the Word of God on healing. And you felt the presence of God on you. And you stood up, and I blessed you in Jesus' name. If you stood up because you felt God on you, but there was something wrong with you physically before that, you know, you, you had a pain, an ache, a, a hurt, or whatever, uh, could you just test that out now to see if any of that is any better, okay? Just by faith, just test it out, you know. Don't, don't go crazy if you've just had it, you know. I don't know. Just don't go crazy. And, and, uh, but just test it. Just, just willingly test it. And you feel like, actually, you know what? I feel like I'm, I've been healed from that. I can't, that pain has gone. Or that movement is so, so much better. I can actually do that where I couldn't do that before. Would you just stand up? We just want to give... This is not about you. This is not about me. We want to give God the glory and the honor. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? So good. You can take a seat. That's so good. That's great. That's great. This is good, huh? Okay, so here's these words of knowledge. If this you, you can stand up. Uh, team can come and stand out, ready to pray for people as we're going to enter into some worship in just a moment. Uh, this is a, a gallbladder infection. Um, now, if, if any of these are too personal and you go, I do not want to stand up and be recognized for X, Y, or Z that's read out, that's totally okay. God knows, okay? You just come and whisper into the ear of the person down the front. Now the music is sometimes loud. Make sure you whisper at a loud moment. If the music drops out and you, you know, name an STD or something, then that's going to be a little embarrassing. So just keep it on the lowdown, whisper into the ear. Okay, thank you. All right, okay. So here we go. Um, A gallbladder infection, left eyeball, detached retina, Left eyeball, detached retina, ankle sprain. You may not be able to stand for that. <laughs> or you may be able to. Okay. Um, now, now, it, by you standing also is really good. You know why? It, it increases the faith of those who are praying. Because they know too. That someone's given a word of knowledge, and wow, yeah, that's good. So that increases there. So, yeah. Um, Resurrecting old dreams and mending broken hearts, dreams, and families. Would you just stand up if that applies? Dreams that thought to have been dead but are going to be breathed life into. Other dreams that keep uh, that are keeping you from sleeping. 
ovaries, just, just ovaries. You got them, you don't want them. You, you <laughs> I don't know. Lower backs. Now, I, I can tell you how this one got on to the... Is this the one, how this one got on? Okay. This one got on because Pastor Lu, this, is a, this is a pastoral one. Pastor Lucian arrived this morning doing some yard work yesterday. Did a little bit too much. Is Pastor Lucian here? Is he out in the foyer today? He's in the foyer. He's doing foyer duty. And so uh, he arrived this morning. Pretty prayed for him before church. Pain went. Pastor Eric arrived with back pain this morning. In our pre-worship prayer time out the back of house, we prayed for him. And uh, the pain's gone. How's it going? Still great. Praise God. Look at that. So good. Now... Now, I tell you, he pulled out this bottle, it's huge, with pills in it, and go, I think I'm going to need to take another one before we start praying. So, and he didn't, and that is the outcome. Now, God is good, right? So, lower back pain. Eczema, I explained that one before. Wow, this one's heavy. Brain tumor. Healing knees. Setting people free from the bondage of unforgiveness. You don't have to stand if that's you, that's okay. You can just come and we'll lead you through some prayer. I want to tell you that forgiveness sets so many people free. Unforgiveness is a bitter root judgment that will lay hold of you and it will just stifle the life out of you. Okay? Forgiveness is just such a key to healing in so many different ways, not only to our heart and to our mind and our wholeness, but also into our bodies. I've seen people who have had car accidents where it wasn't their fault and they've been damaged and they've been injured and they've been holding on to unforgiveness because the accident wasn't their fault until they forgived and they got healed. It's powerful. It's powerful. God wants to lasso, I know who this one's from, uh, lassoing those who are running away from God and pulling them in. Time to come back home. Time to come back home. Pain in the right side of the neck, running down the shoulder. I explained that one before. Oh, Eric, I've done something. Oh, he's, he's not on. He's on the wrong system. I'm, I'm, yeah. It's okay, I got it. Uh, heal uh, scar tissue. Healing for infertility. Healing for a heart in under a, a heavy chain. I guess that means that there's just so you feel like your heart is being bound, it's being chained. I couldn't get that song off my mind on the way in and as I was praying tonight. Break every chain, break every chain. Jesus, could you come, would you break every chain? God is breaking chains off people tonight. Healing uh, for a heart. Uh, no, I just read that one. Fractured femur. It was in a motor vehicle accident. This one's quite specific. In 1998. 1998. Motor vehicle accident. Fracture to your... What did I say it was? Femur. Okay, that's up here. It's this one. It's your large leg muscle. Was that it, buddy? Uh, glaucoma. Oh, someone's having a, a go with me here. I did anatomy many, many years ago. Uh, you know, I'm talking more than 25 years ago or more now probably. And this one I'm going to have a crack at. And you'll know it, but I won't say it right. 
Myasthenia gravis. Is that how you say it, Dr. Tripp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Myasthenia gravis. There we go. I don't know what that is. Is that anybody? No, no. You'd know it if you would, wouldn't you, sweetheart? Yeah, absolutely. You only hear that once and you've got to know it. Um, right ear infection, neck pain and headaches, migraines. Left middle of the back, left middle of the back. Right side, kidney, healing kidneys. Um, by two, okay? Right side, healing kidneys by two. And Hannah. If there is a Hannah, this person's uh, just a word of knowledge. I feel like God is saying to her to come forward during the ministry time to receive a prophetic word. And that's from Sarah. Sarah? If that's you, Hannah, if that's you, Sarah has a word for you. I can guarantee it'll be an encouraging word. It'll be a word that you feel uplifted by receiving. It'll be a word that blesses you. It won't be a word of condemnation. Okay? It'll be a word that encourages you. You can go, Hannah, and see uh, Sarah, and she will pray for you and give you that word. Now, just before we go any further, those people that have stood, I want us all, we've been talking about that this is the power of everybody, right, for healing. It's in Jesus' name. Now, if you're nearby to these people, okay, if you're just standing nearby to them, um, uh, I need you to just kind of reach out your hands towards them. And if you're sitting right nearby and and that sort of thing, you might want to just be able to ask, just in a very, is it okay if I pop my hand on you? Is it okay? And you've got to put it in an appropriate place. Now, if they are suffering from something that is in an inappropriate place, it doesn't matter. God's power knows where to go. Okay, you just put your hand on their shoulder. You can just pray something like that. And we're just going to pray together. Okay, now just just, uh, even before we get specific about that, I'm just going to pray for you. So let's pray. Let's just reach out our hands towards these people. That's just our way of just connecting and just saying, Jesus, come now. Jesus, Holy Spirit, come. And in the name of Jesus... That wonderful name, that name that was a name above every other name, the name that went to the cross, who was bruised for our iniquities, striped for our healings. In Jesus' name. Father, in your mercy and your goodness, God, would you come now and bring healing to that part of the body in these people who are standing that need it right now in the name of Jesus, necks and backs. Next, backs and knees, in Jesus' name, be healed. In Jesus' name, pain go in the name of Jesus. Pain just go in the name of Jesus. Kidneys, in Jesus' name. Eczema, in the name of Jesus. Broken hearts, wounds, and, and those things that have been broken in families and broken dreams to be restored in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit, just come and come and work that wonderful name of Jesus in these people right now. Eyes where glaucoma has taken effect, where there's been retina damage in the name of Jesus. Brain tumor in Jesus' name be gone right now in Jesus' name. Just dissolve in Jesus' name. Now, for some of you, you're going to know 
Now, people with brain tumors probably won't know until they get something else done. But if you could just, if you've just been prayed for, if you're one of those people saying, why don't you just test out? If it was a knee or a back, just gently start to test it out. See if there's anything that, uh, it might be, you know, pain goes, pain gone away. You do something that normally would cause that pain to be there. And if you've just received 80% more or 80% or better uh, freedom of pain, just wave your arms like that. We're just giving glory to God. Praise God. Come on over there as well. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So good. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? Anyone else? We're going to pray again. One thing I've learned is not to give up praying. We see people constantly. I was praying for a man in Borneo. Um, and this man particularly came forward. He had a blinded left eye. It was the first guy I was praying for, and his eye was totally white. He's a native-born Borneo man. None of them have blue eyes. His was white, blue in color. He couldn't see out of it. We started praying, and it was just like out of Scripture. Just like when Jesus prayed for the man, he said, how's your sight? And he said, I see men like trees walking. Remember that? I prayed for this man and he said, I can see out of it, but it's not clear. Well, I was just excited for that, you know. But we just kept praying. We, and we just kept praying. We only probably spent 15 or 20 minutes praying. But imagine if we'd have given up at the beginning, you know. And, but we did and we kept praying and his eyes became clear. And he started to cover the other one up and read the screen about 50 meters away with the words on it up on the, the screen like we've got here. So we're going to pray again for you. So just lay your hand on that person right there. Now you might ask them, just be a little specific about what they need prayer for. Just ask them what it is. And you just start praying. In the name of Jesus, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, just come and touch. Come and touch lives. God, we thank you for those that have had had, uh, freedom from pain already, from uh, more movement in their bodies. Thank you. Thank you for that. And Lord, we just ask now for more. We just ask for the fullness. God, you paid for it all. You paid for it all on the cross, Jesus. Thank you. We ask now that you'd be released, Lord. We want to we live in, we want to walk in that which you have paid for, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. We want to live in a way that honors what you've paid for at the cross, Jesus. And we ask now for the fullness of a healing into people's bodies in Jesus' name. Now, just check your body again. Just check it again. Just test it out. Is there any way you're testing what it might be? Now, if there's been a significant increase again in freedom of movement or a reduction in pain, just wave your arms above your head. That's just our way of just saying, thank you, Jesus. Bless you. And thank you, Jesus. And another, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. So good. Completely gone. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. This is good. All righty. Okay, you know, just stand to your feet. We're going to keep worshiping now.